morning, Cornelius. This is Mayor Woody Washam, and I'm back with you today for About Town. We've got a great trip to travel here today for our downtown uh, special edition with the executive director of Ada Jenkins Center. That would be Mr. Harold Rice. And uh, before we get to Harold, I want to give you a little bit of scoop about our town board agenda, which occurred this past Tuesday. Uh, we had a great meeting, and actually it was one of our shorter ones, which is a, is pleasant to have a little shorter agenda uh, along the way. But, uh, you know, we, we did uh, recognize one of our new employees. We've got a new project manager, uh, and that's a that's a big need because we've got a lot of projects, both town and state, that have to be overseen coming our way related to transportation and a lot of things. So we've got uh, our assistant manager a little help there, and that's uh, very, very badly needed. So we introduced her, and uh, the, we also talked about a new Smithville infrastructure design contract. We've been talking about helping the Smithfield Community Coalition with this endeavor. The town's position on it is that we will provide the infrastructure moving into this great new project as it uh, evolves here. And it is evolving. Things are going well at the Smithfield Community Coalition. Thanks for the great work of uh, Lisa Mayhew-Jones and Willie Jones. A uh, lot of work going on there. They're working hard to raise some funds. Uh, the town's helping out. The county's helping out. The state's helping out. A um, lot of... of uh, directions that the coalition is traveling in to raise funds to complete that very, very critical and important project to our community. So that contract was approved and that infrastructure will be on its way as soon as it gets through some design phases and things of that nature. So we also uh, considered and approved a contract to purchase some additional police vehicles. You know, it's important to keep those up to date, and uh, we are committed to doing that in the town of Cornelius, and so we were able to get that in place. It was part of our budget, but uh, this expenditure had to be approved, and off we went. But to me, the most important thing that was on our agenda this past week was the Cornelius housing plan. It's something that has been in motion since October of uh, 2020, and uh, mainly uh, created by the fact that we had put a lot of effort into talking about affordable housing many years past, but had really never gotten anywhere. So as mayor, I thought it was critical to get serious about it. And, you know, we were not going to fail as we moved through the discussions about affordable housing in Cornelius because we have a problem. We certainly have a problem in our town, and the problem relates to the fact that we do know that 85% of the workforce in our town cannot afford to live here. And that includes our policemen, our firemen, our teachers, our town workers, our retail workers. The list goes on and on and on. And to me, that is absolutely not acceptable. We've got to help people figure out how to live in the town that they work. Across the board, folks need, need assistance. So we're talking about uh, some uh, provisions to move that forward. I created a mayor's task force uh, back in October 2020, and it is a fantastic group of folks that come from all, all segments of our town. Uh, all segments of our community, uh, 
all, all segments of our region. Uh, we've got had representatives from everywhere, several of the nonprofits, Ada Jenkins being one of those. Um, Harold Rice helped us uh, with, with that uh, effort that we went through probably 18 months getting to the bottom of. Uh, we had a great consultant, and uh, lo and behold, we got a great product. We did delay presenting it to the town board because we didn't want it to get confused with growth management. They're two separate, totally separate items, and we didn't want one uh, affecting the other in, in any way. So so we did afford that. We did uh, pass that affordable housing plan. Actually, we just call it the housing plan because it's uh, it's mainly uh, directed toward affordable housing, but at the same time, you know, we felt like that it was important to uh, cover the overall. And and the Smithville Community Coalition's great work that they're doing fits within that plan as well. So they're definitely part of it. But uh, there's some major components of it that uh, include rental assistance. You heard from our executive director of the newly formed, which was a recommendation of this plan, uh, CDC. That, uh, that is a critical uh, aspect of it. Our Community Development Corporation has come a long way. They formed, they have gotten their 501c3 in place, and uh, they are up and moving and operating and uh, uh, soliciting funds from anyone that's interested. So, uh, again, you heard a lot about that from Michelle Hoverson last week, our executive director. Uh, she does work hand-in-hand hand with Harold Rice. There's a big element within that plan as it relates to transitional housing. I know Ada's been interested in that for years and years, but, uh, uh, but here we go with a formal plan uh, working with our own Community Development Corporation and, and moving that needle forward. Now, I do want to say that that Community Development Corporation is called the Lake Norman Community Development Corporation for a reason. We really need a regional uh, entity like this group to serve the entirety of North Mecklenburg. And we do hope one day that uh, all three towns in North Mecklenburg can participate and and send this this very important work through this CDC. But in in uh, Cornelius's uh, world, that we felt like that we needed to move this project forward faster than we could negotiate the arrangement between all three towns. I think we'll get there. One of the major steps was changing its name from the Cornelius CDC to the Lake Norman CDC. So that's in place. We sort of match up with Ada Jenkins' uh, geographic influence, and uh, therefore the the uh, it, it fits like a hand in glove with the great work that they do. So... So anyway, more to come on on the great work of the CDC. Uh, their goals and objectives are continue to be set. They continue to change because we live in a changing world as it relates to housing. The need as we grow in our area and become become more of a major, major entity here as far as population, we just feel like that, uh, you know, the, it's going to take more money. It's going to take more commitment. It's going to take these three towns working together in so many ways to move this needle. So I'm excited about that. I'm pleased about it. I'm pleased that Ada's a part of it. 
And, uh, uh, you know, there's a there is a great story to tell with Ada Jenkins that goes way on back. And, uh, you know, when we come back after this next break, we're going to concentrate on Ada Jenkins and whatever correlation uh, that's that's growing with our uh, Lake Norman CDC. So, Harold, we look forward to, to hearing from you. I did most of the talking, but we're going to be back with you shortly. Thanks for listening. Mayor Woody Washam here, About Town. Be back. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we're back with the next segment of our show today. And we've got a great segment. Uh, we'd love for you to call and ask us questions. And that uh, phone number is 844-STUDIO-4, 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. Call us now and ask us a, a great question about Ada Jenkins or affordable housing. Now it's my pleasure to introduce the executive director of the Ada Jenkins Center, my friend Harold Rice. Uh, Harold's been around for a little while now, but uh, but my great recollection of uh, the Ada Jenkins Center really goes back to my my good friend Georgia Harris Kruger. Uh, what a legend in this community she was, and uh, she really created some wonderful perceptions and great work at Ada Jenkins that Harold has really worked hard to take to the next level. So, Harold, how long have you been here now uh, directing Ada Jenkins? I know you got a great background with Habitat and some other things. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been about three and a half years. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Time really flies. Yeah. It, it really does. It so, does, yeah. So uh, what are some of the challenges that you met with Ada Jenkins? I know we, we lived through COVID together, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Uh, we met each other virtually. We, I met my team virtually. I met my board virtually. So, yeah, we lived through COVID a little bit together. Yeah, that was a that was a tough journey for all yeah. of us. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like that took uh, almost a couple years out of my service as mayor <laughs> to the town of Cornelius, but we're picking up and running again now. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was a very unusual time, and it really took some special leadership, I think, on everybody's part to to get us through that. Yeah. So uh, we were talking quite a bit about affordable housing, and, and really I'm interested to hear from your perspective about how we how we work together with our with our towns, particularly related to affordable housing. I know that you've worked with our Community Development Corporation uh, quite a bit in some uh, rental assistance special categories. And uh, tell us how you see that fitting together in, in what Ada provides here for us. Well, I, I see it. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, and thank you for all your support throughout the years uh, with Ada Jenkins Center. Um, the housing plan is uh, an equity plan. Right. A lot of the inequities uh, that we've seen over history has um, been as a result of housing policies. Mm -hmm. And so this is an awesome first step because, to your point, uh, lots of people that live or that work in Cornelius would love to live in Cornelius. Sure. Um, and so this is a great first step. And I, I call it an idea plan, inclusion, diversity, equity, and access, right? Because you can have, you've probably heard DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. But what's missing from that, in my opinion, is the access piece. And this plan provides access. So I call it an idea housing plan, <laughs> um, if you will. Um, but I, I think that 
um, all the parties coming together along with the CDC, um, we have to, there's a proverb that says, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. But mm-hmm. if you want to go far, you go together. And the uh, the committee that you guys put together was exactly that. Um, individuals coming together so we can go far um, and bringing all of our talents to the table. And so when you think about housing, uh, you thought about, uh, the committee thought about all aspects of housing, including the rental piece, right? Because there are individuals that are receiving third-party payment, uh, another word for that is subsidized housing, if you will. Um, But sometimes when people receive raises um, or an increase uh, at their job and then they can afford some housing, sometimes that causes a benefit cliff, right? And and what we talked about um, in our our session uh, as a work group is, uh, especially for like uh, police officers, um, teachers, uh, we don't want to burden them, right, by having good intentions of finding, making housing solutions. And so transitional housing uh, is really, really important. Um, housing for the extremely low income. Um, unfortunately, there is a homeless population, chronic homeless population yes. here. And, and so they are our neighbors as well. And so what are some housing solutions um for those neighbors? Um, is it permanent, what they call permanent supportive housing, where um, an agency will go out and get a unit um, on behalf of that client um, and then transition into a transitional housing program? And so it looks like the, the plan could have some steps to that where it's addressing um, extremely low-income individuals as well as our heroes that uh, that serve the town, right? Sure. Because, you know, it's important for them to be able to live um, where they work. And, and, and again, they're, they're, if they're raising families, then now you have an aspect of the children being able to thrive within the same community. Exactly. That, it, it makes too much sense. It really does. And, uh, uh, I know we both want to grow that support and um, grow those efforts together. And, uh, you know, I, I think our CDC and Ada Jenkins blends hand in hand mm-hmm. with, with that commitment. We just sort of feed off of each yeah. other. We, we recently had, uh, and actually the town appropriated some money for rental assistance with a, a group of uh, seniors that uh, really were throughout our town, but concentrated on one particular complex mm-hmm. that had increased their rent with a with a group of fixed income individuals, which is just what you're talking about, thirty six percent. And how do you how do you withstand that when um, uh, you know you're on that fixed income? Uh, many of those those folks have lived in Cornelius all their lives and uh, had nowhere to turn but the town. But fortunately, the town was able to step up along with some additional assistance through our CDC and great work with Ada Jenkins to make that program work. So thank you for doing that. And, uh, uh, you know, there's probably more of those to come. Yeah, there are. One, it's unfortunate, right, um, to receive that type of a jump in your rent, especially, you know, uh, when you have fixed income. And so it's a great opportunity to uh, support um, the seniors in this way, um, but also have the support of uh, a social worker uh, or a housing navigator that can help them think through next steps um, as the subsidy is being provided, right? right? So they don't, you know, they may be unaccompanied 
uh, meaning that they have no um, local relatives with them that they can help think through some of these housing circumstances or situations. And right. so um, having someone to talk to and bounce that off of um, um, really, really helps um, versus going at it alone. So it's not just a subsidy piece that really helps them. It's also having that that listening ear from a social worker or a housing navigator to help them um, kind of understand what's happening and what, what steps should be taken next. I, I do think that's important because those folks truly, I heard from quite a few of them as mayor, uh, <laughs> but, but they, <laughs> they don't know where to turn. They right. truly don't. And right. I felt so bad about that. But uh, I do know that the great work of Ada and, and our, our CDC supplemented that quite a bit. Yeah. And, and that even goes back to, um, we talked about COVID a little bit, right? And uh, with your support and the other town manager support, we were able to secure nearly three quarters of a million dollars to help families right. in crisis situation, right? And and so we got really, unfortunately, we got really good at putting systems in place to help people the needing financial uh, needs um, in a crisis manner. So um, I think this, again, to your point, um, you won't see the last of it, unfortunately. Um, I think we're seeing it in Davidson as well, where we're going to implement kind of a similar structure right. um, specifically for seniors to help, help support them uh, in this way. Um, right. But again, just uh, having someone else to help them uh, navigate on that journey is really, really key because we don't know as a seniors if, if they are unaccompanied or not. Exactly. Right. And we don't want them to be suffering in silence at all. So it's not just the, the resources, again, which is great, but it's also that person that you can call to talk through what's happening. You know, I think one of the really important segments uh, of our working together with the CDC and ADA has been the establishment of some great uh, communications mm -hmm. as it relates to multiple agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the uh, meetings that have been put in place, I know we've got one coming up on the 21st of this month, I believe, uh, out at Grace Covenant Church mm -hmm. is, the, is the meeting site to gather this group together once once again. I've attended all of them mm -hmm. so far and hope to get to this one as well. But, um, you know, just to get these agencies communicating and learning what each other does and what they can provide, to me, has been a key. That's going to make us a better community, don't you think? Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Um, you know, we want to be able to get behind the CDC and push the CDC um, because we have clients that need housing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And not just extremely low income clients, um, low to moderate income clients right. that need housing. So um, we don't want to necessarily be their provider if, if there's a, a, a strong entity up here in the north that we can partner with. Again, it, where it makes sense to partner, you do so. Right. Um, and as nonprofits, we, you know, we have to get out of that silo of trying to be all things to everybody. Right. And partner where it makes sense. Um, because, you know, again, there's strength in numbers. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, the day when all of the nonprofits are really um, syncing up and providing the, the customer, which is the, the, the outcome piece, right, with optimal service. Because if we do that together, then, then they'll thrive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell us about uh, your staff at Ada Jenkins. You've got a nice staff up there. I do know that. So tell us a little bit about them and, and what they're all about. Yeah. So my, my teammates are awesome. Um, we are we are working together. Uh, we have made some pivots, but again, we needed to do so. COVID taught us a lot and showed us a lot 
um, not just us, but all nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And so um, our teammates um, at the Ada Jenkins Center have, have really embraced um, the change uh, from a service sector as well as culturally. We have so much fun. You, you know, we just we, we, we love on each other. We use the word like dope. <laughs> um, and we have all generations in the workplace, sure. which is also cool because right. we get to laugh at certain things, right? Um, as millennials and, and 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 Generation X and all, we have all of that in the workplace. And so it's it's a it's an awesome time, and I love all of them, and I and and hopefully I know it's reciprocated. That is that is fantastic. I know you built that great group over over a period of time now since you've been here. So yeah. we greatly appreciate that. We're going to talk about when we come back after this next break. What specifically you see in Cornelius and the, and the great needs that we have in our some folks think a fluent town. So here today, this is Mayor Woody Washam with Harold Rice, Executive Director of the Ada Jenkins Center. We'll be right back. Good morning once more. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam back with you for About Town. We're so privileged today to have my friend and... Uh, uh, colleague here in our community, Mr. Harold Rice, the Executive Director of Ada Jenkins Center. So welcome again for the second half of our show, Harold. We're glad to have you back. Now, one of the important things that, uh, you know, it, it, it blows my mind of the fact that Cornelius, North Carolina, has become, over my lifetime, a very affluent community in, in many ways. We have all aspects of needs in our community. But we are seen and perceived many times as an affluent community. So uh, I've, I have heard you say before that uh, 40%, in and around 40%, maybe more than that now, percent of the folks that you serve at the Ada Jenkins Center are from Cornelius. Is that true? That's correct. Yeah, that is correct. Um, you know, Cornelius is in between the two towns, right? Um, and what we're seeing, um, what makes up that number are also children yes, who are um, first through sixth grade and who are unfortunately one to three grades behind. And so, you know, that's unfortunately increasing because you, know, you add on top of the COVID years, mm. they're, they're further behind, mm. right? So... Um, that's contributing to that number. And before the, the last break, you talked about uh, more so area of need, right? Yes. Um, we need more um, programs that are focusing on those students who are behind. Um, our after school, what we call LearnWorks um, program, um, we can only serve 72 kids throughout the three towns. Mm -hmm. um, so... Unfortunately, we we can't serve all the children that are one to three grades behind, and you know, just a a, a tutor once a week is not going to do it, right? Um, when you're behind, you have to work harder to 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 really get back to grade level. Sure. And if you're three grades behind, right, um, even more so. So you know, an area of need specifically for for Cornelius is we're seeing a rising number in students who are behind. Hmm. Um, but but obviously they're swallowed up to your point um, because of the, the affluence that's here. So it, it won't show up on a map. 
you won't see that there's a Title I school here, but, you know, students are um, falling further behind because of, uh, one, the lack of resources afforded to them or that their families can't afford, uh, meaning um, you have other supplemental income, I mean, supplemental programs such as like a Kumon, um, I-Level, um, and these uh, these other organizations that can help students um, get up to grade level. But unfortunately, the families that we serve can't afford that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it sounds like we have a caller here um, on uh, on the line here, Harold. So let's see what comes in there. Dan Boone, are you out there? Mayor Washam, I am. I uh, was listening to the conversation between you and Mr. Rice yes. uh, concerning housing in our North Mecklenburg uh, community up here. And I just want to say thank you, uh, um, Mr. Rice, for everything you do for not only Cornelius, but Huntersville also. And I've enjoyed the comments of housing. I think it's something that we really uh, got to buckle down and get very serious on this. And Mr. Rice, your comment about the education piece is probably just as important of making this housing program work. But I just want to call in and say I'm enjoying your program. Thank you. Well, Dan, you, you guys in Huntersville are working on some things related to affordable housing too, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Mayor Bales has got a, a group together along with Commissioner Phillips. They're working really hard. But uh, again, it, it's Sometimes if we kind of all get together uh, through the CDC and, and share our ideas that uh, we need to really get serious on, on this program. And if we are, uh, I think Huntersville needs to put a uh, possibly a budget uh, line in the budget for this and get the, uh, the community involved in it, get the private uh, corporations involved in it because these housing issues, they're, it's going to help them in the long run also. Absolutely. And Huntersville is becoming a big city <laughs> at uh, nearly 70,000 people now. My goodness. And, and Dan, I, I believe you're a commissioner, correct? I've been a commissioner for eight years, Woody. Yeah. And you're running again? Uh, yeah. I, uh, Melinda Bales is going to be uh, stepping down and uh, I can see you uh, wink as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be running for mayor. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good. Well, good luck to you and uh, all the other candidates in Huntersville. I, I don't get in my neighbor's politics, but, uh, you know, you're, I will say you're a good guy, Dan. And we, we, please, we appreciate your comments on affordable housing and how we can possibly work together. So thanks for calling and call us back anytime, sir. Okay. Mr. Rice, have a great day. You thanks. do the same. I echo those, echo those comments. Thank you for all your support, Commissioner Boone. Thank you, Dan. So we're, we're back to talking about service, particularly to, to Cornelius. But, you know, I think, I think what we just discussed, the fact that, that we are growing in population. Cornelius is not growing as much as some of our surrounding towns on purpose. Uh, but uh, when you add, them all, add us all up, I mean, we're a pretty big, we're getting to be a pretty big town. And with pretty big towns come all kinds of challenges. Is that correct, Harold? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Um, you know, when you, when you, to your point, add it all up, um, you'll see everything. Obviously, housing sticks out at the forefront of that. Yes. But the education is, like, right there with it. Yes. Right? And the equity, here we go again with inclusion, diversity, equity, and access. Um, what does that look like 
amongst our education system up here, right? You have a lot of private schools, um, which are which are great if people can afford to do those. Mm-hmm. But is there equity in the public schools uh, here in the north? And how are our children being served in that regard? Right. Uh, so that they can be uh, thrivers and strivers in this in this economy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's exactly right. So, uh, where do we? Where do we go next? What what are other needs, particularly in Cornelius, that you provide service for? I know the education aspect is huge. Yeah. So United Way tapped us, uh, the Ada Jenkins Center, to be the what they call the backbone agency. Or another term they use is quarterback organization of the North. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what that means is that um, we will go and listen to neighbors about what they think they need for their community to thrive. And and whatever that is, we will be responsible for bringing those services, those resources, those organizations uh, into the community. And so we've done that even with Smithfield. And so where 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 they feel like they need certain services, it's our responsibility to hear them and bring those services in the community. I think we need more of that where. Uh, we have voices from what I call voice of the impacted. Yes. Um, at the table versus being them being told what they need in their community. Right. So, so I think that's um, it's happening and it's going to continue um, to to bear fruit because it's they live in the community and so they'll be able to tell us what services they they need. Um, and we do that throughout the three towns. Um, so we need to continue that. And what that does to your point. Is, is make sure that the nonprofits specifically in this community are working together. And it also gives us an opportunity to see where there are gaps right. um, and where we can build a nonprofit to work in that gap versus having to go to Charlotte and bring a nonprofit up here to fill that gap. Maybe that's an opportunity uh, if you think about a SWOT analysis. Yeah, so uh, two opportunities and two gaps uh, from, from my assessment uh, that have been filled, and not, not all the gaps have been filled for sure, but two that I think you're talking about here would include in our town the Neighborhood Care Center and the very new program that just opened, the uh, Early uh, uh, Childhood Scholars uh, Program, uh, which just cut their ribbon this past week to uh, yep. uh, Early Scholars Program to, to move that forward for folks that can't before the preschool. So I'm tickled about those two entities. And, and you know, really, uh, what really warms my heart is in both cases is the fact that they were both, they both were born out of some faith-based mm-hmm. uh, uh, settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Neighborhood Care Center was put in place and really initially funded by Grace Covenant Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Early Scholars Program was put together by uh, really a, a community of, of uh, Christians that came together under the leadership of Reverend David Judge and uh, uh, negotiated an arrangement with First Baptist Church here in, in Cornelius to establish this new school that was, that was badly needed. So... Don't you think those were two of the gaps that you're really, really talking about? And how do you guys work together with groups like that? Absolutely. Um, you, you know, with um, my comrade Manny uh, over at the Neighborhood Care Center, I mean, we are uh, in lockstep. 
um, the children that he serves, even the adults that he serves. Uh, if there is a, uh, an ESL program, a participant that we can send his way, you know, we'll do so. We partner in those ways. If there are children that um, that need bicycles, we'll, we'll reach out to him and put them in a bicycle program where they can learn that skill to even, you know, fix yes. it and build it up. Um, and even with the preschool piece, that's super important. We could talk. We can have a whole segment about how important it is for uh, little ones, little learners to come in and into the school system ahead versus behind. So we we partner in, in great ways with both of those organizations. Mayor Woody Washam here, and I am with Executive Director of the Ada Jenkins Center, Harold Rice. Our program will continue after this message. We'll be right back. Thank you. Mayor Woody Washam here with Ada Jenkins Executive Director Harold Rice. Uh, welcome back, everybody. And uh, one of the things that I want to talk about before we run out of time is where are we headed with Ada Jenkins? What's next for Ada? Talk talk a little bit about the future. I know you've got a great board that, that does a lot of strategic planning and uh, thinking ahead for uh, what what's next for you guys and uh, so I know there's a lot of needs out there but how do you know where to head next yeah and to your point we are in uh, at the end of our strategic plan um, so uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a little bit of uh, where we're headed um, one I think we have gotten really good at um, community organizing and so um, we will continue to help communities organize so that they can be advocates for themselves and ultimately bring in resources to their own community, mm -hmm. right? Um, and if that means for them to form their own 501c3, um, it gives them some protection in that. So we, we will um, um, look at continuing those efforts. The other thing is um, we received some ARPA dollars to support um, the kitchen piece. Again, yes. we were living in the old school and the kitchen was kind of just there. Um, I'm, what I'm being told, they hadn't had any services in the kitchen for maybe a decade. There used to be a senior feeding program or something there. Yes. Um, but our vision there is, one, to renovate the cafeteria, the kitchen, um, which will start next month, um, to bring back community, make it a community uh, venue. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, residents can come and have a birthday party, a wedding or what have you, or sit down and have a conversation um, with their neighbor. So that's one. The other part of that is we have our healthy initiatives food demonstration piece in there as well. Um, and then and then lastly, an, a source of revenue for us. Uh, as you know, uh, we have to always seek funding as a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. um, but also funders that fund nonprofits love that nonprofits are trying to be a part of this, their own solutions and generate some revenue. So um, hopefully we can generate some revenue through some social enterprise um, with our kitchen renovation um, because it'll be brand new. Um, and so, it, you, so you just have a new, fairly new gym, don't you? Yes. Uh, thankful to Summit Coffee, who I believe is moving in town here. Yeah, excited <laughs> about that. Absolutely, we are. Uh, thanks to Summit Coffee and uh, a gentleman by the name of Steph Curry and his wife Aisha. They have a foundation called Eat, Learn, and Play. Yes. Um, they were both together able to renovate our gym, and we are so blessed and pleased to to be recipients of that. 
uh, the children really love it because now they get to see high aspirations of someone on the on the wall. Mm -hmm. And we can point to Steph Curry uh, about, uh, you know, hard work and things of that nature when it gets right. tough for them. And again, we're also able to use it as an opportunity to generate some a little bit of revenue. Um, for ourselves as an organization. That's great. Yeah. So does Steph ever come visit? You know, he, he you know he was he was here um, when he graduated, but we have him and we have his father on the books to sure. come um, right. later down the year. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, you're probably like a lot of nonprofits, Harold. You know, you could probably take on as much as you could uh, raise money to pay for. <laughs> so. Where do you get your funding for Ada Jenkins Center? How does that work, and uh, what can any of us do to help there? Yeah, uh, one, individual giving, um, right? That's the largest portion of um, our contributions is, is great people, um, individuals in the North um, helping our cause along with others, right? Uh, so individual giving. Um, we also seek funding from the towns. Um, and thank you again for your support. Yes, sir. Um, we, we seek funding from foundations and corporations um, who align with our mission, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, has to, it has to make sense. Uh, we don't want to have what they call mission creep. Mm -hmm. um, and we won't take funding if, if for a new initiative that does not align with our mission. Right. Um, what we would do is say, no, you know what? That's XYZ organization. Let's connect you with them, mm -hmm. which is a good steward of resources. Right. Uh, and then the other part of it is, again, obviously uh, generating our own revenue, um, which is new for nonprofits. I think uh, typically you look at a goodwill model. Um, they have they you know, they, they can generate their own revenue through donated goods. Right. And they go back and sell it. That's generating their own revenue. And so it's tougher for nonprofits to think about how else can we sustain ourselves. And so. You know, we found a few ways in order to do that. Um, we also have tenants in our building, in, in the Aiden Jenkins Center oh, building. Okay. Um, Habitat is one of the great tenants in, yes. in our building. Uh, La Esqualita, they're a tenant in our building. And we look for more partnerships like that. One, to help defray the cost of, of, our, of our building. Two, at some point, perhaps we can go in together for benefits and back office support, right? Mm -hmm. HR, uh, accounting, we can pay for those things together. Um, but three, the lastly, which is most importantly, it allows us to collaborate mm -hmm. because we're in the building together. We're down the hall from each other. It'll force us to have a conversation about perhaps the same client that we may be serving and don't even know it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I suspect that one organization serves multiple. Correct. Uh, you know, clients from many organizations that uh, that need to participate with with um, all the above. So, Correct. So anyway. Uh, so is your is your building adequate to serve you for the future, uh, longer term? I'm talking longer term. Yeah. So so I'm so grateful for that wonderful facility. Um, but my board always asks me, you know, what keeps you up at night? And I'd always say the building. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a, it's an old building, um, uh, and we're grateful for it. Um, but it it takes um, resources to keep that building up, and right. and you know thinking about it, the future, right? Um, and it's historic. So um, we we have to make sure that we have um, money set aside for the capital improvements um, to say, is it adequate for the future? You, you know, um, the inside of the infrastructure, we are we are dealing with it as we can. We have we have um, uh, redesigned our IT infrastructure because again, we just we need to keep up with the times. That was a major sure. investment, um, and also our team members are working 
uh, inside of communities, meaning they're out. And so I need their technology to be efficient. And mm-hmm. so we had to make some 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 really um, tough decisions on how we upgrade our infrastructure there. Um, and just, just but we also want to keep the old feel of the Ada Jenkins Center. Right. We have the original wood. When you come in, you can feel that wood and, and walk the halls. And that's what right. gives people goosebumps. So, you know, we'll 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 keep plugging along um, as we go until we get to a point where we feel like we need to really um, have a conversation about. Uh, if we ever get to that point, a demolition in, in an upbuild. Sure. Well, you, you're in a good spot and a good site, and uh, people know how to find you, and that's that's the, the good news. So over the past, uh, Ada provided a lot of um, medical-type services. Where, where does that stand in your array of, of things that you do for folks? Yeah, so we, we realized, again, um, during COVID, it, it showed us a lot that we, we were not able to really ramp up during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um and and so it, it provided an opportunity for us to rethink some of our service uh, programs. And so we decided to partner with Lake Norman um, Community Health Clinic. Yes. Um, we also partnered with Health Reach up in Mooresville. Um, and the reason we partnered with them, because they all, that's all they do is medical. They don't mm-hmm. have a food pantry. They don't have an after school. They focus on medical, and they were able to ramp up mm-hmm. um, and continue to see patients every day. And it just made really good business sense as well. So um, instead of seeing the, uh, the doctor the third Thursday of the month, they can go to, to Lake Norman and get um, really good care. Yeah. And so we, that's where we decided to partner. The board decided to make that decision to change. And it's been favorable. A lot of funders have said that makes really good business sense to partner where it's necessary. And yeah. so as well as the dental program as well, we had a dental bus. And what we decided to do was partner with uh, Lake Norman Clinic as well as um, Matthews Free Clinic mm-hmm. um, and, and and have the bus move around with the clinics. Right. And so the asset is ours. Right. Um, but we don't manage the day to day because they have the patients. Exactly. I, I remember that bus when when it was first acquired mm. many years ago. Yeah, it's and still in use. That was that's <laughs> incredible. It really is. But yeah. it was such a great service uh, to offer to folks that they couldn't otherwise handle. Correct. So that would be something they'd put off and uh, yeah. not not be taking good care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's definitely an, an important aspect yeah. of it. So. So anyway, uh, before we run out of time, Harold, anything else you'd like to add on behalf of Ada Jenkins Center to our listeners today? Uh, you got any fundraisers coming up? Yeah, so we do have a triathlon this Sunday um, with Train um, so, uh, sponsoring that triathlon. Um, it starts at, uh, I believe, 8 o'clock out at the campus on Train. Uh, feel free to go to our website. I think you still can sign up for a team. It's not too late. Sure. Um, you can support us that way. Um, and then we'll have some other um, um, events in November that uh, we'll send on our website re- regarding um, supporting the Ada Jenkins Center. Um, we have a golf event in April, um, sure. I, and I think we're back at River Run. Um, and so we we'll look forward to that support. But I just want to say thank you to all of the listeners, everyone in the North, um, you know, that loves not only the Ada Jenkins Center, but all the nonprofits that work to continue to support the the neighbors that live and work and want to work and play here as well, the children. Uh, I really believe that, again, all of the nonprofits are working um, as best we can to, to pull ourselves as one unit, and we're going to get there. To your point about the CDC and the other towns coming together, um, but you had to get started. Sure. Right? And so 
we are we are all having those conversations about how can we best serve the customer, the client. Um, and so looking forward to, to those future conversations. Absolutely. So you work a lot, I'm sure, with the faith communities in our towns. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure that's a good good support arm for you. Yes, it is. You know, the faith community, um, again, you know, the outreach ministries, that they have a, 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 a great heart where they not only support us financially, they come out and volunteer, right? They are they are living out their mission. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we really, really appreciate that. So if one... So if one wanted to volunteer for Ada, how do they go about it? So go to our website and go to, there's a volunteer page and uh, submit an application, uh, just a name and phone number, and we'll, we'll follow back up with you. Fantastic. Mr. Harold Rice, Executive Director of Ada Jenkins Center with me today. This is Mayor Woody Washam. We appreciate you listening today. We will be uh, having another great topic for About Town next week. See you next week at 11 o'clock on Thursday. Have a good day, everybody. Take care.